everyone. This is Casey and all of us from Cheery Conversations wanted to say thank you for being a part of Cheery week after week. We have so many conversations in our vault that we know you have enjoyed and we have enjoyed. And so over the next few months, every other week, we're going to play one of our favorite conversations. And in between, you can listen to all of our conversations on the podcast, or you can watch them on our Cheery Conversations YouTube channel. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Cheery Conversations, where we overcome our uncertainties one conversation at a time. Each week, we're joined by author, speaker, and pastor, Sonny Hennessy, along with a special guest. And this week, our special guest is Nicole Seleski. Nicole's a Jesus girl and wife to Erin. She's a mother of three small kiddos. She's also a nurse practitioner at the Wellness Way in Green Bay. She loves to think differently about health and working with women to help them live their best life. She is a testimony of healing from infertility and autoimmune disease troubles of her own and is honored to serve God in helping other women do the same. Erin and Nicole are currently in the process of starting a small, self-sustaining, organic homestead of her own, which that could be the topic. I mean, it could Just be that, that could be the topic because mm-hmm. I do have questions about that. <laughs> uh-huh. But today we are going to talk about how to have a strong faith and not lose friends over it, which sounds mm. kind of like crazy and Harsh, but it does happen. So that's why we're going to talk about it today. But just one second. Hold on. Okay. So I do want to talk about (laughs) the farm, the homestead. (laughs) What is that and why are you doing it? Yeah. So, I mean, it's totally just a God thing, actually. Like I can't even keep my front bushes alive. So I feel like (laughs) this is going to be really interesting because I don't know anything about planting. In fact, um, I have a couple farmer friends and they're like, oh, we're selling our side by side. I'm like, what's this side by side? (laughs) I have no idea. I don't even. Um, And so um, they're like, oh my gosh, Nicole, you have so much to learn. But it was just, I mean, it's a really long story, but I just really feel like in this season that we're called to be building up like our storehouses. Um, I just got the word storehouses. um, And I feel like we're just supposed to be preparing, you know, food and be able to use that as a ministry. And, um, you know, with uncertain political climates and things like that, like what happens if we can't get food? I don't know. I just want to grow it. So good. So good. <laughs> I, love I love it. So so we started that and um, like I said, there's a lot to learn, but we're um we're really excited to, you know, get some chickens and some goats and just <laughs> live on a farm and I never thought I'd say that, but I guess here we are. That is so a, great. I love these farmer friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she had to make some. That's so cool. Okay, well, I feel like that probably will be another conversation we invite you back yeah. for. Like, so how's it going on the right. homestead? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, but let's talk about this um, faith and friend thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, like, tell us a little bit about your Jesus journey. Yeah, so, I mean, I grew up in a really small country church um, where we were the youngest people pretty much in the congregation. It was all like the grandmas and grandpas and like the pastor really prided himself. Our kids will know the hymns, the hymns really inside and out, you know, like really (laughs) old school, but they always had like a huge heart for missions. And so they gave so much of the, of like the money of the church away to missions. I had, was exposed to that from a very young age, had a big heart for missions. Um, And then I think Jesus became real to me um, in high school 
when I first, um, I went to a, um, a youth group at the time and honestly, I chased a boy there. And um, and then Jesus got a hold of me. Um, I started to feel him, like feel his presence for the very first time. Mm. I understood what it meant to actually have a relationship and not just like recite the hymns. Um, and it get, got me to be super hungry. Um, so I was the leader in that youth group. It started with like 10 of us. And in that year grew to almost 200 kids. Wow. Um, and then I went, once I graduated to then plant a minis uh, ministry on my college campus, which started as four of us and grew to like 200 people within the first year on campus. Um, and so it just has always been my heart to be able to reach people where they're at, mm -hmm. to bring them into the conversation and love them super well. Yeah. Um, and it just, you know, opportunities have just presented itself from there. And so now as an adult, it looks different because my mission field now isn't a campus, but it's, it's you know, it's different. So I, I utilize my gifts to connect with people and help with like internal healing is kind of where now as a nurse practitioner, I focus a lot on the physical body. But um, in order to get people to trust you with that, you have to also build relationships. Um, and I feel like I've had clinical success, not only because of our model, but also because I really commit every patient to the Lord and I pray over all of them. Wow. And I just feel like I get some kind of supernatural discernment sometimes as to um, what might be going on. And so it's just, it's just such an honor to be used by him in every season of life. Um, and of course, just giving him the glory and all of it. Mm -hmm. So. So cool. She oh, has a tattoo. That. Oh yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> so this tattoo is the loaves and the fishes. Um, and actually this was inspired by Sunny's sister, Season. Um, and so Season actually had come to see me. I know she won't mind that I shared. Mm -hmm. um, and I told her that I was having this hard, this hard moment of this kind of God complex that people mm -hmm. would come to me with infertility and cancer and these really big issues. And I was thinking like, oh my goodness, like what if they don't get better? Like this is a lot of pressure. And I wanted to um, make certain that I was serving them well and almost like to this, like, well, why isn't God just healing them? Like, why are they coming to me and mm. like kind of struggling with that? Um, and she told me, she's like, Nicole, when Jesus fed the 5,000, she said, he didn't just take the food and um, and then give it out to all the people. He's like, he took it and he blessed it and he gave it to his disciples. And the disciples are the ones that, um, that gave it out. And he's like, just because you're a disciple helping to give out God's miracle doesn't mean that it cheapens that it's God's miracle. Mm, like it's still not so your good. miracle. So good. And um, ever since she said that, I'm like, oh my gosh. And it just became my focus and it opened up um, my just perspective on, yeah, I'm just a disciple. Um, helping yeah. to give out his miracle. It doesn't make me the miracle worker and just making sure certain that we always direct the credit back to him. So I got a tattoo with the five loaves and fishes. And so whenever I have like a particularly hard day at work or I see someone that's very like struggling a lot, I just remember, okay, it's not up to you and your human strength. Yeah. Like you're just being utilized by God. So it's so good. And, it, and people can, I've heard the stories. I know the people who had, eight miscarriages mm -hmm. or years of infertility. And then they go to you and they very easily could 
give you all the credit. Mm -hmm. And you very easily could go, wow, I do have a magic touch. And I know your heart and you've said that since the moment I met you, like, mm -hmm. like God will give me insight. Like, I think it might be this. Mm -hmm. And of course I love the thing about Wellness Way. We don't guess, we test. Like, sure. I'm like, thank you. I don't actually need somebody to like read my mind. Like <laughs> find out what my blood says. Can you yeah. everything, not two things, 30 things, tell me. Yeah. And so I love that, that philosophy, but there's even been times you felt like because you have discernment, which is a spiritual gift, mm -hmm. you're like, I want to check this too. Mm -hmm. And then when people do get pregnant and it's like, it's a miracle. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I think you have that rub of, this isn't about me mm -hmm. because people can give you a lot of credit for mm -hmm. it. And that feels really uncomfortable. <laughs> to be honest, I know that there's there's a lot of doctors out there that have a big ego and they're like, yeah, I'm like, I'm the best. But um, I, don't, I try really hard to be intentional about not having that. Mm -hmm. I mean, and sometimes like, yeah, there'll be times where I'll have like success, success, success. And I always find, feel myself getting a little chip on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, watch it, watch mm -hmm. it. Because whenever that happens, um, it's funny, but like my practice will slow down. Wow. And whenever I redirect and like give it, give God the glory, now I'm booked out six weeks. So it's just like, I don't have to ever wonder where your you know, heart is, where my heart <laughs> is or where, you know, like the next patient's going to come from because it, my books just get filled. It's mm -hmm. just like, it's not it's easy. Mm -hmm. um, so um, for, for whatever, whatever that means, but it just, it just is nice to be able to see, okay, yep. Like I know, like I'm in the will of God when I start to see I'll, everything line up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, cool. so but so cool. haters are going to hate. Uh-huh. I think Taylor Swift, the great theologian, said that, <laughs> that haters are going to hate. And I've had to tell my daughter that because, you know, she'll post a picture and she looks beautiful and then she gets great comments and then she'll get a really nasty one, mm -hmm. you know, like trying to point out some feature on her or call her a certain name. And, and I'm like, well, you know, that's as you got all of the accolades, what comes with that. Mm -hmm. And if people are watching, yeah. mm -hmm. you also get the hate yeah. because when we do good things or also when we just have a platform, which you, now you have a platform mm -hmm. out of what God's given you for patience, but then also the, that there's results, mm -hmm. uh, that they come out of a, a season of just confusion and hopelessness. Yeah. Because you've had people who have been told, like Sean and I were, come to you and they say, we were told we're genetically incompatible. Mm -hmm. And I, I, when I heard that, you know, 18 years ago, I thought, uh, wow, that doesn't seem right. That mm -hmm. I believed in God and thought he's too good. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't believe that God just created some to have cancer. I don't right. believe God created some in their genetic makeup and disposition is, uh, you know, they, they were born to have mental illness. Like I innately in me, and that comes from, and I hope I spur up some talk right now. <laughs> I innately believe God is so good. Yeah. And in His perfect sovereignty and the way He wants us to live life and enjoy life, He didn't create us to suffer. Nope. He created us to thrive, to get healthy. And there are things like there are things there. Uh, when Savannah, our daughter, was born and didn't make it, but she had deformities. That wasn't God. And so what? instead of me going, well, it just happens. This carriage just happens and it's just part of life. I'm like, mm, my God's too good to say, you're gonna have a deformed baby or you're genetically incompatible. And when I went looking I had mercury toxicity, which causes abnormalities and deformities and miscarriage. And so 
the mercury God didn't put that in my body. Right. I put it in my body. Right. I had dental fillings and I had mm -hmm. fish I love that I just ate and ate and ate when I was pregnant. And I just had, and my liver was a mess. And so I get it because not only I've walked it, but because God is too good mm -hmm. to sentence us. Mm -hmm. Satan sentences us or tells us, it's hopeless. So you have people that come to you, mm -hmm. they're hopeless, now they have hope, and then you also have haters. I know you Lots don't want it, haters. we none of us, but let's talk about your haters yeah. because you. your question was like, yeah. how do you, it's not just like faith, just I love Jesus. People will hate us yeah. for that too. Oh, but yeah. like I walk out what Jesus will do yeah. and then I get hate for that. Cause yeah. I get it, I, mm -hmm. I've i had that myself, but you talk about it first. Well, I mean, <laughs> so recently, okay. So this is, you know, just the nation right now mm -hmm. is so black and white. You know, it's either you are Republican or you're Democrat. You are either racist or you're or you're not. Or if you're not actively doing something against racism, all of a sudden you're racist. Mm -hmm. Or um, or you know, it's either you're pro-vaccine or you're not. Or you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not like people aren't just like welcoming no matter your differences anymore. They're like, right. pick a side and are you for me or are you against me? Mm -hmm. And so when all of this started coming out with the coronavirus and mask mandates, and um, I'm certain there's a vaccine mandate coming down the pipeline, you know, all of that stuff. Now I'm like, uh, okay. You mess with your medical freedoms, you get the mama bear, okay? <laughs> so um, I had gone out on, on record on social media um, with Dr. Patrick Flynn, and he is the owner of the Wellness Way Clinics, and he just says it like it is. Like, there's just no like beating around. He the bush acts with like that he man. doesn't care if haters are gonna hate. No, no. Um, and I'm more like a well, let's let's you know, let's say it, let's say it in love. <laughs> and he's yeah. just like, and so I think we balance each other out a little bit well when we have conversations like that because we'll say this. I'm like, well, just consider it this way. <laughs> um, but I mean, to each their own. Um, but even though, like, I've taken a stand against X, Y, and Z in terms of the pandemic. Like I was getting messages from people I had never met that was wishing death threats on me and my family and saying that I'm going to be killing millions of people because of my advice and I, you should be ashamed of yourself as a medical professional. You can't even call yourself a medical professional. You quack, you know, all these other mm. things. And um, I'm a words person. So words of affirmation are really important to me. So when um, Mike Atkinson, um, <laughs> or Atkinson Mike. Okay, he had three different profiles that he was ma messaging me. When all these people are starting to message me from three different profiles to let me see all this hate, I'm sure he's not going to watch cheery conversations. Um, but um, when they start to um, to start calling you out on those things, mm -hmm. like it starts to kind of dig deeper and deeper, mm -hmm. and it and mm -hmm. it hurts um, mm -hmm. because my intent is never to hurt anybody. Right. I'm I'm taking a stand to try to fight for people's rights and their medical freedom, and I I'm putting my family at risk to to you know to really fight for the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So when there's even if there's just one hater in a sea full of thousands of people that like yeah. you, that's what you remember, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm certain like, you know, yeah. with Life Church, there's how many thousands of people, you might have a small pocket of people that make you feel small. And you remember those And those words. are what you remember. And they know the power that they Yeah, uh -huh. and so, I mean, so it definitely hurts. And so then I, I reflect and like, oh, did I say something that was offensive? Like, what I should I have, should I have said it in that way? Is there something that I could do that casts a wider net? And to a certain degree, I think there has to be a, nope, 
but this is what I stand for. Yeah. And if you don't agree with it, then I'm not your person. Right. And um and you know and to a certain extent you can you can unfollow me like you don't have mm-hmm. to do anything. Um but to a certain extent um you know you have to stay true to who you are. And if somebody isn't gonna take it, then they're just not they're not for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and having to be okay with that, that you're not going to be everything to everybody. Yeah. 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 Well, and on the faith thing, yeah. it is the same thing mm-hmm. that we could just back down and, and as you said, uh, throw a wider net. We can generalize, yeah. like, just be happy and whatever makes you happy. And that's the worst advice ever. But that statement makes everybody happy because mm-hmm. it's a wide net. Well, if what makes you happy is alcohol and prostitutes, just whatever makes you happy. (laughs) You know, if divorcing your husband because he just stifles you makes you happy, then it's like, that is the stupidest, uh, stupidest advice. Yet that is the one that gets the most, the most good press. Or right now it's be kind, wear a mask. And there are some statements that are these widespread and, and that, that makes does that supposed to make me feel bad? Mm-hmm. And so that's a wide net. Yeah. Or someone that is divisive at you coming, have you ever had this card thrown at you, Sunny? Question for you. If, um, have you ever had someone that comes at you from the hate angle and says you can't retaliate because you're a Christian too. Mm. So like they'll say, oh, like, well, you're doing X, Y, and Z and you are a disgrace to humanity and blah, 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 coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. And they're like, but you'll never, you'll never fight back because you're a Christian. Or mm. like, or like, or like if I say something bad, oh, some Christian you are, mm. um, that you would say something like divisive. And I would never say anything divisive, but I'm gonna stand my ground mm-hmm. and say, well, no, you're wrong because of X, Y, and Z. Oh, you call your yourself a Jesus person, why would you disagree mm-hmm. with me? Just because I love Jesus doesn't mean we can't disagree on, on things, right. you know? Right. Um, and so I guess, so what would you, like have that, has that ever happened to you? I guess <laughs> where there's people are like, oh, I hate you because of this, but <laughs> you can't hate me back because you love Jesus. Right. Oh, for sure. And, and I mean, not that you have to hate people back. I mean, right. that's not what I'm saying. No, no, you but love you everybody. can't stand up. Right. Because, oh yeah, but it's really subtle and persuasive and it sounds, good. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, I think that's the thing to remember about the enemy is one, he quoted scripture to Jesus during the 40 day fast that Mm -hmm. Jesus started his ministry with. He quoted the Bible to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Satan still quotes scripture to us. Mm -hmm. And so there are people that aren't even followers of Jesus who will quote. Now, I don't know if they read the Bible or not, but somehow they, they are magically able to quote a scripture to come against me, who my goal is to follow Jesus and scripture, and theirs isn't, but they'll quote scripture at me to to make me feel bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell the spirit behind yeah. people, whether it's comments or cards or letters. The, the most fun one is to get a letter unmarked and typed. <laughs> oh, it's like a... A like ransom letter. A ransom letter, <laughs> yes. And you're like, can I fingerprint this? Uh, one guy actually told uh, Sean, like, how dare you? You wear Jordan. You He didn't say Jordan. You wear Nikes. <laughs> and that, and he went on to say, shame on you. And you're an abomination. Use scripture um, that we are we are false prophets. Mm. Uh, like how, and then that I'm a female and that I'm a pastor and that I am to sit down and shut up. And, uh, I mean, and it was much more eloquent and typed well. 
Mm-hmm. And so that was just, and so that, I quit reading it. Sean read the full thing. I know when I have to just quit. There are times that I will start to read a comment and then I will just quit reading and I will block it, the person, or hide it. Uh, and it's not that we're opposed to conversation, but when someone will hide behind a typed letter oh, or yeah. multiple profiles to spew hate, even if there was an ounce of truth in it, the spirit behind it, it's God didn't say, Sonny, go and find ways to rob your peace and joy every day by people who you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Our mentor, Barry, said to us a couple weeks ago, he said, why would I ever take advice? No, why would I ever heed comments from people I wouldn't go and seek advice from? That's good. That's and I good. thought, interesting. Like, I want to know what someone who's a godly person has to say, but why would I even listen to a comment that's typed when I would never call them up for advice? I don't even know them. Right. But I do want, I Barry will correct Sean and I. He'll be like, hold up. A Becky, who does her journey to wholeness, she told me the other day, she's like, you leaped. You leaped and she stopped me from talking. And I said, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. And afterwards I had to ask her and she meant that I was talking about this. I was stressed. I was worried. I was talking. And then she said in my conversation, I leaped to the comment. Well, everything Sean and I do, you know, maybe we just ruin it. She goes, you leaped because I don't know what you're talking about. Everything you do just ruins it. But because I was like processing out loud and Satan was just having a heyday, I leaped and she stopped me. And that's what Mm -hmm. the people who have something, I guess, negative or correcting to say to me, they ha- she has a right to say it. She yeah. stopped me and said, you need to shut your mouth, basically, yeah. in her sweet way. Yeah. So she stopped me. I like I, I like that, like talking about the people you know don't know, because I think the beginning of this conversation was more about people who don't know us giving their opinion or criticism. I think it might be, maybe this is wrong, but it could be a little easier to be like, oh, I don't, I can turn them off. But what about the people that you're super close to? who maybe start to disagree with your faith or, Mm. and let's just keep all the other stuff out of it. Let's just talk about the faith. Right. So maybe whether you're new to the faith or maybe you just are digging deeper now and understanding more, when the people you're closest to start to question you or disagree with you, how do you handle that? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely a line that I find myself having to walk frequently. Um, my siblings have come out openly and say they don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. Um, when and when we were younger, they did. I mean, mm-hmm. and my brother especially, I could tell, had a very big, just, I felt like anointing on his life. Like he would see things, he would feel things. He was just, from a very, like from when he was in elementary school, he just was very special. Um, and to hear them now say, well, you can believe those things, but I, I wanna reject those things. Um, sometimes um, I have to be careful about, first of all, where we're at in any conversations that we have, because um, if, because, I will never take someone's lack of faith as an offense to my own. Mm-hmm. Like I never, I never find offense in someone else not having faith. Um, when they take, when they take it, my, my faith and turn it against me as a negative, then I'm like, okay, like let's shift the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also felt that it's important for for us to always speak louder in love 
than in words. Mm. Um, and I think that, well, I think, and I keep just praying for them and realizing like, okay, if they can see over the years that I have actually, you know, grown in my faith, that I've, I've had these um, amazing provisions and that I've stayed stay true and maybe like and I'll heed like warnings to them too like I'll say listen like I just really feel like you need to be prepared for this or I just want to let you know like this is what I've had on my heart like how can I be praying for you and then when they see oh like she had that on her heart but I never told her that mm -hmm. you know that's powerful too for her mm -hmm. to be like well it never hurts to you know do what you're advising us to do mm -hmm. um and so and so I think it's sometimes again, like actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. And so not ever um, turning the conversation as their lack of faith as being a negative, but yet just being the light that they want to see or the happiness that they want, or, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, it, I, I can't imagine, I, like, I don't know what it's like to be in a place where you don't have a faith. You know, like it, it has to be such a dark place where where would you go to? Like, I don't know, like with with everything that's gone on in the world, like if I didn't have God in my faith to like kind of help me reconcile and make sense of it, like I would be probably really depressed right now. Mm -hmm. Like who isn't like there's a lot of patients that are coming in that have a lot of increased anxiety and depression and things like that more than I'd ever seen before. Mm -hmm. And so it makes me think like someone's you have to have something that you put your trust in and your yeah. hope in. And so I'm hopeful that um, through all of this, that Jesus just makes himself very apparent to everyone where they realize, okay, if life is uncertain, there is something I can cling to that isn't yeah. necessarily a job that you thought would be stable mm -hmm. and now it's not, or, you know, a home that you thought would be great to raise your kids in and now you can't afford or, you know, different things like mm -hmm. that. So I think again, um, <coughs> you know, navigating that that line of, I'm not I'm never gonna shove Jesus down their throat. I just wanna set myself apart enough where they see a difference. Mm -hmm. it's so oh, good. That's so good. I, I mean, honestly, like that we can end it with a quote, speak louder and love than words. Yeah. That's so, so good. So good, so good. Thank you so much for sharing all of mm -hmm. that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So good. I would agree. I, uh, I would also say that when I'm posting or when I'm doing cheery or any time that people can hear or see me or my actions, if I'm negative in my approach, I just turn away the people who are already turned off by God. Yeah. Because when they see aggression or anger or ugliness in me, it is, it's not magnetic, it's detracting. And so my audience are those who believe in Jesus, but also people who are watching who don't believe in Jesus. And so, you know, I I don't share or tag or I don't know, all the stuff of stuff that's political or divisive. Like God in the spiritual realm is so much bigger and supersedes all of what's going on politically and economically anyway, mm -hmm. that I think that's my gauge. How would my non-believing relative take this post? Mm -hmm. Which is only gonna have me talk about Jesus and goodness and peace. Yeah. It's just gonna keep me from talking about, ugh, mm -hmm. you know. And yeah. isn't that just like the devil? I mean, you and I were just talking about the other day too, where um, we feel like um, where all of the issues that are going on right now is kind of keeping your focus horizontal, mm -hmm. where what we need to do is keep our focus vertical. Yes. That um, all of these issues and these distractions are are taking our focus around away from what's most important. Yes. And um, I think if you kind of get out of the horizontal and focus more vertical, you can always win. Yep, look yeah. up. 
So good. So good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We hope that this conversation is helping you focus more vertical. Um, So we appreciate everyone watching today. And if you'd like to connect with me directly, you can go to sunnyhennessy.com. And on the website, you can see where you can become a part of uh, my world and what's going on with me. But also you could contact me and let me know a topic or a guest you'd like to see on Cheery Conversations. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one-minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to sunnyhennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.